You're on the couch, tripping with Dr. P. Yo, 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 yo. We're in the building. It's a cigar bar, man. I'm so excited. I got to tell you. Uh, what's better than a cigar bar? I, mean, I, I don't know if you guys hang out at cigar bars in real life, man. I do. I'm actually a member of a cigar bar here in Jersey. A new one that just opened up, but it's just right. It's got like the beautiful leather chairs. You know what I'm saying? The vibe is just perfect in the fucking place. I just love it. But a cigar bar is a whole thing, you know? Like it's like a... It's like a space. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, the women in a cigar bar are usually cool as shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be a woman in a cigar bar, it's a certain type of lady. You know? I saw this one this one sister. She was uh, she was in a cigar bar. I'm a member over at this spot. And, uh, she was over in the, in the place. She was smoking a cigar, and it had this, like, little stick. Like, she wasn't touching the cigar. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was, like, so, you know... So ladylike, you know what I mean? She was sitting there with the bar with the cigar. She kind of had it on this like little cigar stick, man. I mean, I don't know what to fucking call it, cause you know I'd be caught. You know, there's no way I'm fucking smoking a cigar on a stick. You know what I mean? But she was smoking a cigar on the stick, and she looked so cool and shit. I'm like, you know what? I had to go up and tell her. I said, you know, you're cool as shit. So I mean, I, I think that's the thing, you know? Like, a cigar bar is not just a it's not just a guy's space. It's a space where, you know, men men typically kind of, I, sometimes I say to my, you know, I don't even know why the fuck I smoke a cigar. I feel like there's just something manly about it. You know what I mean? So obviously I was just speaking that I quit smoking uh, a few weeks ago now, about three and a half weeks ago. Feeling good, man, but I tell you what, those tempting times, I really feel like I should replace it with a cigar, but I'm trying to not do that yet while I'm still in a time yeah. of weakness. You know what I mean? Um, I was at at the bar the other day, met a couple of guys uh, who I'm doing a podcast with coming up this week and um, they're they're ordering beers. They're like, you know, you want a beer, you want a drink? I'm like, no, I can't. I've I've stopped smoking recently. I know if I have a beer, I'm going to cave. I'm going to start smoking again, but that time's going to come where I can have my cigar. So I'm looking forward to that reward. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's not just that you, you know, using or not you it's not just just the smoking and by itself it's like a whole set of circumstances you know what i mean like as soon as you sure. drink your 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 restraint is is totally diminished your self-regulatory part of the, the brain it's over it's like i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want to do <laughs> that's the nature of alcohol you know what i mean <laughs> You yeah, know? man. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was actually the person I was meeting was a scientist, right? Uh, we've done a, we've done a show about longevity of, of life, so he really understands about um, the human body and other things about addictions. And he said, the gateway drug isn't pot; it's alcohol, man. He said, I don't know that many people that like smoke some pot and then want to go and do a line of cocaine. He said, but when you're when you're drinking, man, <laughs> when you're drinking, that's where people cave. Like they, they have a few drinks. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, let's get some coke, you know. And he says that oh, that yeah. to him is the is the gateway drug. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna kick it, you know. I just wanna, we, you know, we got this topic to obviously cover. You know, we're gonna talk about a little bit about anger. You know, we're gonna kind of kick it about it because I, I, I do think it's important. You know, I've been thinking a lot about just this issue. You know, I've had my own experiences with it. I'm sure you've had your experiences with it. And I just think it's, it's just when I think about a space for men to talk, you know. I'm like, we got to talk about anger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, but, you know, drink it. Man, 
Can you fight? Have you ever been into a, a bar fight? Have you ever gotten into a bar fight? I've uh, I've gotten to my fair share, embarrassingly, of of bar fights. So when I was younger, man, I <laughs> yeah. I used to like to punch on a little bit here and there, you know. <laughs> right? It's, you know, alcohol yeah. is a motherfucker, man. Alcohol is, is a motherfucker, man. If you and, and you know, but I mean, there's this thing, right? Because now we're talking about it's like anger is one part of it, right? But aggression is a whole nother thing, and and I. I'm putting a lot of thought to it, a lot of, I'm studying it a little bit, you know, I'm trying to figure the thing out. I'm certified anger management. <laughs> but I think about it and I'm like, is it all bullshit? Like the expectation that, you know, it's so difficult to figure out what that line is. Cause we know the anger is like killing us. Like we know it's, we know what it's doing to our system, the whole shit, right? But at the same time, it's kind of like, if you don't have your aggression, and you don't have your fucking armor. You know what I'm saying? It's like I hear you, man. Like, You're right. You're right. That's a great point. Right? Great point. God damn. Yeah. Hey. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it's like it's it's so. It's, can I just weird? add to that? Can I just add? Yeah, please, please, Go ahead, please. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I Go think ahead. like I never thought of it that way, Doctor Pete. So I know here I am, right? And um, I'm I'm patient for the most part, but there's certain areas in my life I've got zero patience for. So like. Right when my wife pisses me off i like lose my shit <laughs> i'm like what the fuck like i just want to get mad real quick and i think there's something in people that you know or love or that you're closer to that you're that you lose your shit quicker because there's some sort of high rapport and almost like there's a there's going to be a forgiveness thereafter right but here i am trying to want to calm that down but you're so fucking right in those situations where you need to have that anger to uh as a defense mechanism to come out in 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 the right moment like you need that shit there, so you can't suppress it that much that you can't uh, right? you can't access it when you need it, right? Yeah, that's a great point, man. Right, right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Now the problem is, right? Like typically, what we know about men is we over rely on it. So it's not that it doesn't have some utility. You know what I mean? Because anger, anger also. I mean, if you, I was a football player, you know what I mean. So like anger would like push me to be a beast. I mean, when I'm mm. when you're up under the weights, you're in the fucking weight room. You gotta get mad at that fucking bar. You gotta attack that son of a bitch. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man, uh, d definitely. So, again, just just talking, just talking the other day. Uh, I told you I, was, I did a podcast with uh, Tyrone Poole, 38. Uh, he was, uh, I think, a quarterback or something of football. Forgive me for not knowing the game so much, but um, man, yeah. the, the the way that this guy was super positive, but in those in those moments dude he's a beast he's a fucking beast right yeah. so it's almost like That's he saves it. it's like he saves the anger for those moments right like you've got to play with a certain level of like intensity you know especially these sports that are extremely fucking combative it, it demands the warrior in you like all this talk about compassion there's no space for it on a football field you know what i'm saying no space you be you have to have a rage that's that's totally controlled like totally controlled and that's the amazing part and typically anger is not that way right like you're full on till you know actually there's like this kind of inverse relationship between thinking and and feeling angry so like the more angry you are it like restricts your thought so you don't think really clearly so even like in martial arts they say like don't be angry angry doesn't really it's not the best way to be they say kind of being calm kind of allows for you to see all your options and really kind of be in this space and so i get it 
but it's, it's still foreign to me. So I'm trying to kind of employ this higher level of centeredness that really puts this anger in right space, that processes it and just sees it as I, I've come to see it and understand it for my, for this phase of my life, like as pretty much useless. Like I, and, and, unless, right, you're faced with these moments. Like it's in my day to day, mostly it's, it's useless, but there's these moments, these few and, and sometimes far between moments where you, you've got to be ready. Like you got to ready yourself. Like you're, you might be, especially in the hood. Like I, you know, I, I live in, in a city, you know what I mean? And there's, there's, you just, you don't know when a motherfucker's going to try you, rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly. Way to say it. Yeah. It's a real thing. hundred percent, man. Um, one thing I love about you, Dr. Pete, is that uh, you're so you're so open, right? Because people have these kind of expectations about therapists and doctors and stuff like um, they're a perfect human being that will never get angry, that will never mess yeah. up, that will never do anything wrong, right? And yeah. uh, I love that you jump on and you're just like, you know, motherfucker pisses me off, I'm going to knock him out. Like, you're just real like that because it's well, true. You're a human so, being that has these feelings. I'm not saying you're going to go knock right. people out, but the, the feeling that... So here's what I'm <laughs> Sorry? So here's where I'm at, right? So there, I'm at the space now where I'm understanding it. I'm getting kind of getting above it. You know what I mean? I'm maturing through that phase where I've seen what anger does in my life and it's really detrimental, right? So I really, I mean, I think there is that, the, the few instances where anger can be helpful and a necessary prompt to actually get you ready to fight. And there's really a threat, like a, a real threat. But most situations, what I'm realizing, most situations don't end that. They don't demand that you that you have to fight. They literally don't. And and but you feel like they do. And I think what's going on, which is what I'm trying to move away from within myself and trying to help other and the reason why I need to do the talk is I want us to kind of stop over relying on this shit and kind of I'm trying to look at why do we treat this as the default emotion? You know, it, it really is. And, and one of the things I come up with, Rock, and you tell me what you think, man, is society, the way we're socialized, it's like anger. It, it, it feels like it's the only emotion that's really socially acceptable for us to experience. It's like everything else, you're less of a man. There's this concept in psychology, the macho, the macho paradox, right? It's like if you if you dare to be vulnerable, like you know what I mean. Every other feeling, every other feeling that you feel, like I was telling you in the, in the last talk, that sadness, all of that shit has to go right, it funnel right into anger. That's the default. That's the yeah. only thing you can feel. That's a fucked up thing. Could 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 it be that I'm just racking my brain when you said that? It's a great point. You know, like, why is anger the one that seems to be more socially acceptable? Is it because that? The actual emotion of anger and the display that it that when, when someone's going through the anger displays aggression and aggression could be uh something that people are feel more fearful of so over time it's become more accepted so that this person doesn't lose their shit or people cower down because they don't want to be they don't want to confront that anger so it's like they let it go almost in a way of like let just let that motherfucker go first let him go mm. and calm down mm. yeah because sadness yeah. you can pick on sadness almost like a weakness and other emotions yeah. too, but not anger. That's not a weakness, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I I really think that that's it. I remember you we were talking in the alpha talk, and I said it, and I think, and I really believe it. 
when you feel sadness, you're powerless. It's, it, it feels, sadness, depression, it's the worst fucking emotion. And it's like you, the, the core of it, the bane of it, you feel powerless. But, you know, instead of feeling powerless, we kind of re revert to kind of this defense against the powerlessness through anger, rage. Like rage gives us this sense that we're powerful. Like we're, like, like we're on the verge, we get to really feel it in our bodies versus feeling the, 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 you know, the lethargy associated with depression. So depression is a shitty feeling. Anger just feels so much more like you, you're at least you're alive and doing something like you could. And, and really that is what, uh, you know, anger turned inward is suicide. You know what I'm saying? As much as, much as anger might display a, a, a form of uh, empowerment for a person also completely displays weakness at the same time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Off there, they're totally. You're again, it restricts cognitions. You're ineffective largely when you're angry. I mean, that's the thing to understand. Is the crazy thing is there's this um, kind of myth of catharsis, right? Like you'll feel better if you come into contact with that rage. That's the belief, but it never feels better. Anytime you come in contact with that rage, it's accompanied by shame and sadness every single time. Like it's never free. It's never like, okay, I just had a rage moment. Now I feel like I taught them, I showed them. Like you feel like shit afterwards, you know? It's just it's just how it shows up, you know? Sure. The crazy yeah. thing is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really an illusion. Like this secondary emotion is like an illusion of power because you're actually even weakened even more after you employ it if that makes any sense you it know makes, what I mean? makes total sense yeah it makes total sense man yeah. and before i ask you a question on on how we actually go about taming that in your opinion we have a, a couple of bubbles should we hit them though dr pete oh yeah let's let's pop them i mean i want to talk i i want to talk i have a couple of different ideas before we even go into taming it man i want to talk about oh, okay i have sure. a lot thoughts about kind of like what's underlying it you know what i'm saying and we could talk about All taming right. it but i think the first thing to kind of get a good picture of what the fuck is going on you know what i mean so mm. we'll talk about it let's pop some up. let's do it all right so here we go we got mountain mama. anger toward your just your wife or women in general uh, i think she's just, asking uh, you girls yes yeah, so just it was just gone now but just just those times when it could be your wife it could be your brother it could be whatever someone that you know closely and you're just more inclined to to um l have less patience with someone that you know that you'll have a closer bond with i think um almost like almost like it's it's you, deep down un unconsciously you know it's going to be acceptable they're still going to be there at the end of your little like rage i'm not talking about flying off the handle but you know when when you when you have an argument with someone that you know someone that you live with someone that you're around all the time um compared to a complete stranger you don't you don't you seem to have a mask on when you're with a stranger compared to yeah someone that you know yeah i think one of the things and this is just kind of connected to that you know one of the things that fucks fucks you up is you know your expectations when you get disappointed that's always a source of anger you know what i'm saying and it, it, it you know it, the, sometimes we have rigid expectations particularly on our partner and sometimes on women i think a lot of times and i'll be honest with you um, a lot of men spend a lot of energy kind of, you know, thinking about women, loving women, wanting women. And then sometimes the expectation or the hope is that you're, that, 
that desire, that loving energy is going to be returned. And when women don't do it because they're human, they don't have to foot the fuck. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe you loving you. When they don't meet your expectations, it pisses you off. When they talk to you in a certain way, like like if a guy talks to me in a certain way, yeah, I feel a certain amount, amount of, you know, diminished, right? But when a woman talks shitty to you, boy, <laughs> boy, it like hits you right in your fucking soul. It's like, it's the most embarrassing, powerless moment you can have. So anger again becomes the default for many men because of just that piece. Now I'm not justifying this shit at all. We're just talking about what the fuck is going on. We have to come to understand what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I talked about people's expectations and getting disappointed, right? One of the things, I mean, people are like, the more controlling you are, the more like, you know, a lot of times and they looked at research, talked about like the thing that kind of sets people off. They have the style of focusing on things that's outside of their control. You know what I mean? Like when, when, when yeah. and and your partner's behavior, if you're mad, you realize you have very little control over your partner, and you and you're not supposed to, right? Like they have their own independence, but when you're so close to them, the way that you're close to your wife, their actions so impact your actions, you almost want to control. You like it's natural to want to control more of your partner's actions. That's either men or women. That's why women, there's so many fucking controlling women and so many women with anger issues too. This is, we're just talking about men right now. But I see it all the time in my office. Uh, women are, and we could talk about in on this fucking app, women are pissed, pissed with men. You know what I'm saying? Do you, are you picking up yeah. on that shit, right? Dude, I'm, I'm picking up on that a lot lately that, uh, and I've, I've listened to some talks again recently uh, from uh, a woman that was with one of the Red Pillar guys here, and and she's kind of speaking probably from a place of uh, anger and disgust and hurt too because of what she's been through. But in the general consensus, there's a lot of women that are just pissed off with guys at the moment. They are, and it's true. They they are. There's a lot of guys mistreating women, or, or they're not stepping up to be real men in, in whatever way a woman needs to be fulfilled. I can see that there's a pattern going on here. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about the sources of women's anger because, I mean, we're talking about men right now, right? And so I think that the theme, though, of, you know, having expectations that you're going to be treated in a certain way. You know, there was, I was listening to this talk last night, uh, Lady Usurp. She was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not cuddling or catering or pandering to any man. I'm just going to take care of me, right? And that gives me peace. And when you first listen to it, you kind of feel a little hurt and rejected, right? But then it kind of makes sense. It's like, why should she? She's not angry. She's taking care of herself. She's not. She's no longer in the business of putting her mind on on and on being disappointed, and and living this this deep level of sadness and combination of anger and all that shit. She's like, I just want to do away with it, and I have greater peace. So, again, we're not talking about women. We're talking about men. I get it the expectation being done with like holding this expectation of others sometimes you gotta fucking let it go man and we'll talk about that a little bit too let's pop some bubbles see what's going on what's up y'all we're talking about anger real quick rock i just want to tell you man so i'm uh i'm smoking a cigar this week and for the first time and i can't tell you how long i poured myself a little scotch my favorite Ooh. scotch too yeah what yeah. is it what is your favorite scotch dr p um it's cheap scotch actually uh, you know oh, i right. i've drinking a lot of high-end like Obama. I'm drinking a lot of high-end scotches, but this this cheap yeah. scotch called Singleton, 
It's a it's a Glendolen. I love it. Twelve years old. Okay. I tried to get the eighteen because I thought it was going to be like better. It's not. The fucking twelve year is is so good. Yo, it's a Damn. scotch that goes super smooth. Like I, I don't know. I need to do a commercial for these motherfuckers. We need to get them on. <laughs> we need <laughs> to drink, get. Do you drink it on the rocks? Sure. You drink it just, just yeah, yeah, in the glass. Nice rock. Yeah, and I got a yeah. rock. So, so you know what happens when you get a little bit older, and you know this rock, you start getting fancy with shit. Like I got a little fancy yeah. glass here, and shit. you know what I mean? Shit that I got for Christmas. You do. You have one for me, man. It's my damn Friday morning, so I can't do it. But you, you definitely have oh, have wow. one for me, man. <laughs> yeah, man. This is a cigar bar. So pull up, sit down, relax. We're going to talk about some things. We're talking about the complex nature of anger among men. It's not a simple thing, you know. It's a guy's talk. So I want to hear what. What do you think? You know, why? Why is anger our default? What do you guys think? Why do you hold on to your anger as something that? I mean, I'm thinking we talked about it as a source of power for many of us. We don't want to give it up because then we'll feel weakened by it, defenseless to the world and all its bullshit. Yeah, but where, where, where better is there to be in a cigar bar right now? I hope. Listen, if you if you're out there and you you got a little bit of a drink, you're sitting on your couch, you know, pull up your cigar. If you don't have a cigar, maybe you smoke on something different. I don't know what you smoke on. Typically, I smoke a little weed, but I'm in a space of productivity. I'm writing a lot, Rock, so I don't like to smoke when I'm writing because I need the clarity of mind. And motivation, man. I love weed. I do. I love it. But you, it, the one thing I think it does, if I, I mean, I have to acknowledge. People always try to like defend weed. Like weed heads love to defend weed as like the the perfect drug. It's a fucking drug. <laughs> and and so I'm like, no, you can't fucking. It's not an all perfect thing, you know. And I get the the beauty of it, right? But when you want to get shit done, no, man, no, you can't smoke. <laughs> Every day, every day, rock every day, and I'm working out. I was boxing this morning, fucking in the gym, getting it. But uh, we are gonna do this scotch. I tell you that much. Here's Julie Prunes. Hold on, rock. Usually, when we uh, think about men and anger, we think about uh, the loud, shouty, uh, unable to control anger. I wonder if perhaps you could talk a little bit about um, men who suppress that anger and uh, what that can look like. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, it's yeah. so funny Thanks, because Julie. she's so right on. The research shows 90% of anger that men experience is actually turned inward. They stuff it down. When you see a motherfucker going postal, <laughs> that's that's years of sometimes a, lo a long period of repressed shit. Repression is a huge source of, of, of where the rage is. I mean... You know, you leave it unaddressed. You don't talk about it because we don't talk about our shit, right? I mean, that's the last thing most men want to do. I mean, I have patients. Patients, they the only time patients come to talk to me about anger is after they've already fucking let loose. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, most people are either court appointed or they they fucking have done some stupid shit. Maybe you know, hit their partner or some ridiculous shit, and they and they're they're mandated to be there either by the courts or their wife. I'm telling you, nobody's coming to me like, you know, I'm feeling a lot of repressed anger. <laughs> you do not, um, not doing it. Dr. Peter, I was speaking to uh, a guy uh, the other day. I went to lunch with him because he's going to be a guest on, on my upcoming show. He's an ex, ex gangster. He's an ex bikey, right? Uh, over here right. in Perth. And, right. um, 
uh, he's done some time in his story. I don't know his full story yet. We're going to ask about it all on the show. But some of the things he did blurt out was that, you know, some things where he saw his mother raped when he was a kid and he got beaten a lot by his mum's boyfriend or partner or something like that. And uh, um, he had so much anger, he said, growing up that it, it came like, you know, when he tried to suppress it, it came outwards and he did some crazy shit. He's been shot here. He's been all sorts of stuff. So we're going to go into that story. Oh, but he ended up doing some time in jail. And um, it was that point which was one of his low points where he realized it was all anger and that all he was doing was looking yeah. for love really he was searching for it man right so he did this big flip around where he turned around and said when he when he got out he, he actually studied got a degree in prison that uh, when he got out he's going to be like the best ex-convict ever and he's right. done that in this last several years man and so the story of like this anger through the and, and when he's talking he's like a hard guy he's bodybuilding he's a big dude but i see the little boy in him you know i can see the young kid in him and right. all that little kid wanted was like a male role figure to love him yeah and that seemed to when he sort of started to find that in his mentors and stuff it melted away all of this anger that he'd been going through life destructive and destroying life from him himself and others i tell you you know a, a lot of times when you find love 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 is i think a healing energy now a lot of times we look for it on the outside but that's also another source of anger because again if you're looking for it from someone else that's a that's a it increases the possibility of being disappointed and let down which will then add to more anger right mm. but if you find it within yourself if you find the love within you you know if you can if you can do that thing to be to say you know I just want to have a loving energy like I talked to you about before you'll find that there's really less need to deal with that anger and and a lot of people we talk about sources of anger holding on to past pains injuries traumas disappointments holding on to that shit that's the whole fucking source so many people just feel like they've lived a life of of rejection a life of pain and they feel like their anger is the only thing that's kept them um feeling you know any type of power um you know any type of you know uh resolve comes through rage and, and aggression Dr. Pete, you're in the business of speaking to people that have absolutely peaking in this area right so they, they, they they've bottled up rage or, or anger and um have lots of other different issues right this is this is this is what you've got a doctorate in now how common and how easy or how often is it that that patients come to you with a lifetime of suppression of anger and they can turn that around and that's not an yeah. easy thing right typically they don't they don't come with like i was saying they don't come with it as repressed they typically come there's a lot of people who have you can see that they're just bubbling with passive aggressive energy right like right. they're they you ever see uh oh man uh anger management with uh jack nicholson uh, yes yeah, yes yeah it's so <laughs> it's so good like he's an example of it like turning inward like you know like he's just totally pat just letting everybody kind of step on him and he's just like a boiling ke kettle yeah but that's sure. not typical i mean that's not who comes in you know what i mean um mm. a lot of people who have come in they they've they've tilt they've tipped they've they've boiled over you know what i mean their their pot they met they met they met their tilting point they've just fucking let it go you know and that's it's usually problematic the thing that you learn and you learn it pretty quick anybody who has experienced rage and anger it, it it's the illusion of power it's not actual power it's actually detrimental to your whole being that's why I want to talk about it because it's fucking horrible 
You know what I mean? Like any, there's no good outcome from this shit. Pop a couple bubbles, see what's going on. Yeah, we got we got Eddie G in the building. What's up? I totally agree with you, Doctor P. I mean, to simplify it, I guess is love is probably the best medicine. Not to sound corny or cliche, but oh, I mean, it really does have a healing process. And uh, coming as a uh, once single, hopeless young man to find someone real special, I mean, it's like having a 180 overnight. Yeah, I, I love that, man. Thanks for the for the comment, Eddie. Welcome to the show, man. You're hanging out with us, man. I, I love that. You, you know, that the other thing you know that doesn't really happen is there's not a love, a lot of love between men. I think there needs to be more love between men. I mean, that's one of the things we suffer from this fucking severe case of homophobia, man. Especially black folks, man. We struggle with it more than any other group. Like white people, like you guys seem to love on each other. The white men, you love on each other more. Not completely, but still more. You know, I, I think we we have to do it a little a little bit better. We 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 kind of the homophobia, man. Like I'm, I'm half Italian, right? So the Italians kiss each other. <laughs> Italian men yeah, kiss yeah. each other. Like it's a thing. Like we don't, we you know. I don't know how it is in Australia. What's what? What are men men male male relationships like in Australia? So, so I, we, I we do like a, fucking killing crocodiles yeah. and shit. <laughs> so first of all, it's a good point, Dr. Peyton. If you need to practice, just start talking some words to me right now. It's the perfect yeah, it's time to come forward. You're gorgeous, man. You're a beautiful person. No, but... Thankful for the friendship. You know, I'm thankful for the encouragement, man. Like you've you've been a uh, you, you've inspired me uh, to to take this thing to another level, man. And uh, you 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 constantly reinforce your belief in me, man. I can't tell you how much that means, especially coming from somebody I respect. You know, not everybody do I uh, do I hold in high regard. It's just the way it is, right? Some people Thank haven't. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. But because Appreciate I do that. hold high regard, it means a lot that you uh, return that loving energy to me, man. So you mean a lot. I'm, I'm from an Italian family as well. So, yeah, we do see that. And we don't uh, we don't really do the... I mean, I see more in Italy where they do kiss each other on the cheek, you know, with right. guys. We don't really do it here. But with my very, very best friends that are Italian, we do. We still do. And we, we, we yeah. do a lot of hugging stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I see in the... You know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of sort of fucking uh, badasses along the way, right? And if they're a close friend... Even out in town, we do a lot of. Uh, it's like it's not like a hug where you go and hug your mum. It's a different type of hug. It's like a handshake, hug, slap on the back, thing, That's up. and then That's we're away. And there's we do a lot of that. I know, know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. We call it the grip. Yeah. We yeah, we we have a, a secret handshake. We get in there, we give it, give the love, and then we fucking hug, and then we pat on the back, and it's like a it's like a ritual of and it's yeah. like a connectedness thing in our fraternity. Now that's not the yeah. average thing. I mean, we, you know, it's called dap. You know what I mean? Like that's a thing. That's a that's a real demonstration of love. You know, among men, the dap. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's but, real. We'll, we'll, funnily enough, we'll do it. We'll do it still. Like so. Obviously, oh, uh, like I said, I went to lunch the other day with this guy, ex gangster, right? And it's it's almost like a street thing too. It's like a street thing. We talk. We met for the first time. We don't do it when we first meet, but we have that conversation. We're together for a few hours talking, and then we leave. It's the handshake hug thing. Shoulder, we only shoulder, just met. Yeah. Yeah, 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 shoulder to shoulder, like almost yeah. like a chest bump, pat on yeah. the back, yeah. and off we yeah. go. You know, it's like a yeah. mass. It's like it's quite a masculine thing to do, believe it or not. Yeah, it rather is. than it really is. You know, it really yeah, it's is. like if you're not masculine enough, you couldn't do it. You know, and here's where I'm at, right? I'm at the space, and I'm getting maybe because I'm older, but I'm comfortable with myself at this space. I hug my fraternity brothers differently now. I used to give them the dap, and we, you know, do the aggressive. Oh, oh, what's up, man? Everything's yeah. And now I give them a hug, like, hey, man, I missed you, man. 
yeah, it's been yeah, a long yeah, time, yeah. man. I, I'm just done with that shit. I yep. think that that's what's helpful now. I think even just being able to access within us more of the love. You know, it's not just that we're angry because we're depressed, but we're depressed because we don't access enough love. It's real. It's mm. real, man. It's real. We got some bubbles here. Here's one of the guys I love, my guy Debo. What's up, man? That was a great friend of mine. I'm so proud of this guy. You know, he's a young guy, uh, uh, rocking. He's got a daughter and everything, and he's just fucking grinding. He, we, I met him in a video game, and we used to fucking game. You know? <laughs> nice. And yeah. uh, and he left the game because he just wanted to become more responsible. He had a lot of oh, focus. I got the utmost respect for this fucking guy. I miss him a lot. There, hold on. Welcome, Debo. Yeah, here he is, Debo. What up? The doctor. How are you doing today? What's up, co-host? Hey, oh, that's all he's nice gonna to get. He's an asshole. <laughs> he could have read your fucking name. He's an asshole. No, that's all right. No, no, it's not all right. He's an asshole. You see, this is where anger has to have a role with us, Rock. You know what I'm Fuck saying? Fuck you, Debo. I'll meet you outside, bitch. Let's go. No, that's I'm joking, right. man. That's all good. <laughs> we got it. Yo, I tell you what, the scotch is heating up. Hold on. <laughs> this is a real Doctor P. I got some uh, questions real quick since we're talking about uh, man and anger. Uh, I'm generally, typically, like a pretty chilled, laid-back individual, but sometimes I find it very difficult uh, with my anger when it comes to dealing with customer service at my job. Uh, it seems yeah. like my filter is getting thinner and thinner, and right. as their attitudes rise, so does mine, and I know that's toxic and unhealthy. Um, and I don't know if there's like some quick tips to check myself, you know. Um, yeah. But it's been an ongoing thing for several years now. Yeah. So he, here's the thing, right? Uh, you, you're in one. There's a couple things that are going on. One, you're in that space that we were talking about where you're loading up, you know, and you're starting to meet your. You can feel that you're you're kind of getting to that to that breaking point. You know what I'm saying? You know how they talk about the straw that breaks the camel's back. So like the next motherfucker, you don't know. You can feel it. You got a sense that's kind. So we'll talk about, and, and I'll give you, during the show, we'll give you a bunch of different things that you can do to kind of get some of that out. But one of the things is talk about it, man, just like you're doing right now. You know, go go to spaces where you can kick it and be like, whew, let me let that out, you know? The other thing that you can start to do, and this is a real thing, and I talked to Rock about this, and then, we'll, we'll, again, we're going to talk about strategies. We're going to, this is going to be a talk, so hang out, you know what I mean? But one of the things that you can do is you can start to feel the power in love. I know that's crazy. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But the question is, even though love is the answer, just like you said, it's 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 uh it's it's the truth and it's it's an easy uh observation, but it's a very, very difficult thing to bring about when you're so angry, right? It's like right. love is probably the but, hardest thing to elicit once you're in a state of anger. Absolutely. So we're not gonna get to that space. What I'm gonna start to say is you start to build the habit. I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of things. We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of ways to not get in that space, to de-escalate. But what I'm telling you is there's a moment that you feel like you need to have power. Remember what we talked about before, your expectations have been let down? In that moment, you expect a certain level of respect. And that's a big thing, right? And that's a big source of anger and frustration is the, the, the respect that you expect is not coming your way. And that makes us pissed off, right? So here's the problem, right? When if what, what anger in your mind is, it's a default mechanism to give you power when you feel powerless. It's to ward off the person. What I'm telling you is when you start to understand that love can be a weapon, you start to use that. It, it's almost passive aggressive. 
and, and I, I hate to recommend it in that way. It'd be nice if it could just be used in purely the loving energy way. But no, sometimes you got to use that shit like a weapon. Like you got to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to go so high. I'm going to be so positive that I'm going to shame you into self-reflection. That's fucking oh, you, you did that. You've got, you've given me the best example in life with that, with yeah. that story that you told me about the time that you were gaming, right? And someone yeah. was calling you derogatory names, right? Yeah. And I was like, I was hearing the story and I'm thinking to myself, I, I'd fucking snap on that. I couldn't hold my shit back. But you yeah. went this yeah. above and beyond approach with, with love, man. You, you totally weaponized the fuck out of yeah. that guy, like, and brought him down that he was, he changed his tune. And I'll, I'll never forget that story, man. It was so brilliant. Oh, and, um, I don't know if the listeners yeah, know and, about and, it, some were here before or not, but it was great. I'm going to tell them a little bit of the story, Rock, and then we'll be yeah, please, so please. to cover, man. Be like part one, part two, but I'll tell you, again, because we're talking about anger is a, is really a tool that the consciousness use, is, that uses it for power, right? So you're saying, you know, I, I, when I feel powerless, anger becomes the best resolve. What, what I've learned is there's power in love. And so in this gaming world, because I, I didn't start gaming until I was, I was like 40 years old. You know what I mean? I have time for that shit. I was studying to be a doctor, being a doctor, have a family. Rageful, these kids. Rage, 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 right? Like totally, like it's commonplace. Fuck you, fuck you. Like so many, it's just horrible. So I step into this one room, I'm gaming, you know, and, fuck, and I started to say to myself early, like if I'm going to do this as an, a grown man, I've got, I can't allow them to take my energy to pull me into the base like i can allow it so i've got to have this defense mechanism that's outside of anger because going toe-to-toe -to -toe with them i never feel good and i immediately walk away feeling ashamed of myself like i'm a grown-ass man a doctor and i'm arguing with some fucking loser around bullshit you know what i'm saying so i'm like you know i had to find an alternative and so the love became the alternative and so I would meet them every single time with positivity, no matter what they said. It was my way of, of, of just weaponizing and shaming them into looking at themselves. And so this one guy, he's coming at me horribly, horribly. He's like fucking giving me the, the you know, you nigger, you know, you should be, and like for no reason. And he was telling me I should be hung and my family should be like, and I just was sitting there kind of like, wow, you know, like, and I would keep God saying, damn, man. Saying, that shit rages really me hurtful. hearing this. Fuck, man. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So I was like, yo, that's really hurtful, man. Like, it's really hurtful. And, you know, he, the more I would say that, the more he would rage at me, right? I said, you know, man, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sorry for whatever you've been through, man. I don't, I don't know, you know. I said, I said, did something happen to you? You know, like, I, you know, I don't mean that. I said, I need a minute, man, because I'm kind of hurting from what you're saying. Like, I just went into that space rather than I, I accessed my own sadness, my own pain in that moment. And then I, I went right into kind of giving him some love and compassion. Like, what's up with you? You know, and he said, and he just like dropped it all. He was like my bad man you know like i i yeah I, I got beat up uh, i got jumped one time and i just been angry ever since man and i just been i get on here and i troll and i do and he just like changed he was like i'm sorry you seem like and all that shit melted and i couldn't believe it i could it's like yo this shit really works because <laughs> my oh, drunk, i'm a psychologist you know what i mean and, but i mean like, you know so these are in theory but i'm actually doing this shit in practice and the fucking shit worked. He, all of that rage just turned him. He just said, you know, I apologize. I've been struggling. Sometimes I come on here and it just makes me feel good to just attack back. 
And I mean, I'm sure, I don't know for certain, who the fuck knows. I'm sure that that moment of him being met with that love, that was more powerful than the thousands of times that he had been probably met with just what he was looking for, the combat. He he probably felt powerless to come, he wouldn't have stepped to me in real life. I'm fucking 6'3", you know what I mean? I'm a huge guy, football player. There's no way this motherfucker would have stepped to me in, in real life. But in the online, he's in this moment where he's getting to resolve this feeling, get this feeling of power that he felt powerless in this other space. And so, you know, like I, I, I gave him a whole different dose of it and I'm sure it's changed him. He was like, man, you know, he'd been doing that a thousand times, I'm sure, to be met with the one time where he's met with love. I'm sure that affected him at some level. Who knows? I have to believe it. But I know I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? And that's really- I'm proud of you, in, man. I'm proud of you. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah, so powerful, yeah. man. Here's, here's another little ticket. The compassion part, and I think it's probably the most powerful piece of this. When you, when you see, meet somebody else's bullshit, when you see their anger, by meeting it with anger, you're only gonna perpetuate more. You're taking on their shit. You're letting their shit de now define you. When you meet them with compassion, now you feel sorry for them. You feel sorry for them. And so you don't feel swept up into their issues. You're kind of working from a position where you say, man, you know, like you must be in some pain. And now you realize that you're above them. You're no longer seeing them for the anger they're trying to put out towards you. In the customer service example, you're, see you're, you're above the bullshit. Super powerful, man. Super powerful. Yeah, what's up, you guys? We're, we're out here kicking it. It's a cigar bar. We're talking about a lot of shit here, but really, uh, me and Rock are, are kind of hanging out. It's just, if, you, if you're not drinking, I'm, I know I'm a, a couple of uh, <laughs> fingers of scotch in. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit here. Scott, you better pop these bubbles. Wait, Dr. On. Pete, you like whiskey? I collect whiskey. I've got like 60 bottles in my whiskey bar I have at the end of my garden. We should talk about whiskey. Sorry, guys. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Since I'm Julie Cruz, I gotta tell you, I'd, I'd like to collect you. I think you're like uh, a phenomenal. I, I don't know if anybody follows her on here. Follow her. She's really. I do. She's, she's amazing. She looks as beautiful as her avatar, and she's intelligent, and uh, she's supportive of shows. Follow Julie Prince. Really good. Really good. Yeah, follow Julie Prunes. Hey, I, each one of you guys, I got to tell you something, and I mean this from my heart. It means so much to me, and, and Rock, I know it already, that you decide to hang out with us. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're hanging out with us. This is a, a time when there's so much going on, so many options, <laughs> and you decide that you want to kind of come chill with us. That means a lot. I, I, it does to me. I mean, what do you think, Rob? Very much, very much appreciated. Of course, uh, every time um, you've got support from people like that, I, I, I know that these shows don't mean anything without the support. So, do you want to give the, the do we give the listeners a quick shout out just to, just to name them individually? We've got Julie Cruz, and we've got Spirited, we've got Emprix. Spirited. So, we've got Seabird. How you doing, Seabird? We've got Eddie G. The bird. This is Red building. Rose. Tailored Goat, we've got Debo, and I said your name there, bro. I've said it full and proud, all right? And it's we've got not uh, Debo, Tony D. Wilson. Bro. It's Debo. Debo. It's Debo, Debo okay. man. I gotta okay. got get you Debo. into black culture, bro. You, you know what I mean? Please, like, man. <laughs> rock. Yeah, man. It's Debo, man. It's from Friday. Debo, you brother. Never seen I got gotcha. you. bro? You never seen hey, Friday? He called, rock? he called me co host, so Debo's at least a good start, right? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we've got Yogi Baby, Spiritual, and we've got Ben Corona. So thank you very much for, for being listeners here on the show. Appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. You did call your co-host that fucker. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that happens, right, is, is and some of you guys get it because you've been sitting through the whole show. But one of the things that happens in, in this podcasting world is there's this kind of anxiety that we have that we feel like we're missing out on some other thing. The, the, the people that I love the most are the ones who just kind of sit, mellow out, kick back, lock in and chill out with us and get the whole experience. I love that. Now, for those of you that pop in and out, I get it. You know what I mean? I, I get it because I do it. You know what I mean? But there is something cool about just really hanging out. I, it really is something cool. So thanks for kicking it in a cigar bar. You're more than welcome to pour yourselves a drink if that's what you like. I mean, if fuck it. If you don't drink, do some push-ups. You know, one of the things about uh, anger, and this is, uh, some, there's moments, there's, there's things that kind of, set you up to be more aggressive and rageful and let your anger and act out of your anger and make you more when you're tired oh man it's fucking hard oh, to self-regulate yes what's with that man what's with the, the yeah. tiredness and, and like anger is the first thing to come out instead of just uh, yeah. being quiet or something else anger is the first thing to come out like babies even babies wake up when they wake up from their sleep <laughs> they prematurely, do. they're crying and angry. And that's how we act they when we're do. older. We're like I never even babies. thought about that. That's so good. They do wake up pissed. Yeah. <laughs> with that. That's so good. They do wake up pissed a little bit. They go, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so here's the, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? So one of the things that happens is uh, you, you move into your self-regulation, uh, your shifts, from your prefrontal cortex to more of your amygdala, more of the emotional center of your brain. So the self-regulation, kind of the higher order executive functioning, it's diminished significantly when you're tired. That's why sometimes when you're tired, you overeat or you do make poor choices. You know, that self-regulation, the self-regulatory part of the brain is not, is not, is you're no longer in control. So, so this, you're kind of going by feeling. Now you think about it when you're tired, you're irritable. Right, because you're saying, like, back the fuck up from me. I have no patience. You don't have a lot of energy to really do the polite thing, right? To be the higher self, right? Because you know, when we talk about this compassion thing, we talk about love. We're talking about being your higher self, right? So you just say what you're feeling. So typically, you might be pissed off and you don't say anything. Now you say, "Could you get the fuck away from me?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Truth. Like you're basically yeah. saying, "Can you back the fuck up?" You know. Uh, and, and that's and that's what anger is, really. It's a defense mechanism that is an attempt. It's almost like you're yelling, like, back off of me. That's what we try to do when we're angry. We're trying to back people off so we can kind of just be left alone. You know, people can be a fucking lot. So I, I think what happens too, right, is, and you got to be careful, Eddie, I just want to say, you know, when you're fucking building up at work like that, what a lot of times you ever hear the phrase, kick the cat? A lot of people will come home and they'll fucking kick the cat. And it's not really the cat that they kick, but they displace that anger. They kick. They yell at their wives. They yell at their kids. They it's 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 a, they can't get it out at work. So it's super common that they'll come home and just fucking let it out on the most the closest person to them who does not deserve it. So it's like if you don't effectively process this anger, if you don't deal with it right. It's gonna, it's gonna fuck you up and it's gonna fuck up your relationship. And then it starts to create this pattern, this cycle where you're more depressed, more stressed, more anxious, and more angry. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make sense. And that's what I was kind of saying before. It's like you take it out of the people that you're closest to. You know, I don't know what is in that except for the more rapport you might have with someone. Doesn't mean if you love them more or less, but the more rapport you have with someone, the closer you might be, is it seems to be easy to take it out on them because you almost know like they're going to forgive you after. It's okay. It's almost okay when it's not okay, but it almost seems like it's okay. Yeah. And let me tell you this because you mentioned that before. It is so good, Rock. Uh, let me tell you, one of the things that we have, and you have to talk to yourself, and I, I guess we're kind of fusing and talking about the sources of anger, but we're also talking about how to kind of deal with it all at one time. I think it, it's cool, however we talk about it. But one of the things that's important to tell yourself up front, preload your brain and say it to yourself over and over again, those sorries mean nothing. You have to tell yes. yourself that. They mean nothing. You think that she said, okay. And on the surface, she might have said, I forgive you. Her subconscious has not forgiven you. Her subconscious is clinging on to that. And let me tell you something. It redefines who you are in her psyche. No matter what she wants to do. Many times women will want to forgive you for your transgressions. They'll want to. They'll want to forgive you for your anger, forgive you for cheating, whatever the fuck it is, for the shit that you've done wrong. And and they do, like, for the most part, right? But, and that's why you'll have subtle expressions of them not being able to forgive you. They'll show up in ways where they don't love you as much anymore because of the ways that you've hurt them. I got to tell you, the best thing you can do is fuck your sorries, make it up control your anger, go to work on your anger, show her that you're trying to be a better man and that anger is not your way of being. This is Dr. Pete. You've been tripping with Dr. Pete. For the full show, please listen to us live on stereo or you can listen to playbacks on YouTube, Anchor, and Spotify. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, huh? Peace.